It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Wizards lose a nail-biter to the Oklahoma City Thunder at home Wednesday night. With a game where turnovers and transition and paint defense was an issue. SGA went off. We're going to talk about it next on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Brandon Scott, again, with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, Ed, tonight, who lost this game? Was it the players with the turnovers and paint defense, or was it West with his second-team rotation? Uh, I, I got to go with West, man. He, he even admitted, I'm reading from his press conference, from his post-game presser, he says, it was a mistake for not putting more size on the ball. Shea Gilgis Alexander on the Thunder's last position. Um, they're saying Bradley Bill started on SGA and then Monte Morris had to switch. But when I watched it, honestly, I'll watch it back again. But it looked like Monte was in there to start on SGA. Now, honestly, I don't think Monte should have been in there on that last possession. I know Jordan Goodwin got injured, so he probably would have been there instead. Um, maybe you could put Rui in there. I thought Rui had one of his better games defensively. He had a couple of deflections, but putting Monte on, on, on SGA or just putting him in the game in that situation was just that, that hurt the team. I mean, I, I had a bad feeling from the start because SGA was able to shoot, shoot the ball over him and he had that advantage there and that, that hurt the game. Also, um, Bradley Bill had played really well on, on SGA, the possession before where he got a stop and you don't reward him by putting him on there on SGA um, or even Denny on SGA. Maybe Denny should have been in that situation on SGA. You know, he was doing a good job, even though he was getting called for a lot of ticky tech fouls. Denny was doing a good job on SGA as well. Also, the inbounds play, I thought it was too slow developing. It looked like it had no rhyme or reason or it wasn't going anywhere. Now, Denny, did he make a good pass? I thought he definitely should have gave it to Kuz because Kuz was right in front of his face. But I do think Wes is responsible in that as well. Of the play just looked like it, it just it wasn't going anywhere at all. It just didn't look like a good play call on inbounds, and that's something that they struggled with last year. Last year they had a couple five second violations. That last year they struggled to get the ball inbounds too. So I'm West doesn't get a lot of leeway or a lot of benefit benefit of the doubt on that play call there. And you got a guy who's seven foot three and Chris Porzingis. You know why not try to throw him alley? Why are we trying to get a, a backdoor or a, a fade cut? For it looked like a football fade, uh, wide receiver fade pass to Bradley Bill in the corner. It just looked like it had no chance of working out at all. Um, if the play was to go to Bradley Bill, um, so yeah, I, I gotta say, West West admitted fault. He said it was his mistake as well. So I, not only do do I think it, but West until Junior his, himself is saying that it was on him as well. And I'm saying it as well, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna put on both, man. It's the players. If you look at the players' aspect of it, the turnovers were just a killer. Uh, they killed us on yeah. turnovers. Um, the turnovers. Uh, if you look at points off turnovers, 26 for Oklahoma City, 26 points off turnovers. And you know the turnovers were terrible. Defense, man, it, it, that it's like a tale of two halves, really. That first half, the first unit, the defense was on point. They were up by 17 points. Now we're gonna get to the rotation in a minute, but you know as the game went on, you know transition defense again was an issue. Paint defense, SGA did whatever he wanted. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just him. Dort, Dort had a night. You know he was driving the lane. You know the lane just they, it was wide open tonight. They did whatever they wanted. SGA, I'm telling you, wow. You know we saw his name connected to our franchise a lot this offseason. Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. I would sell everybody, man, to get him. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, he's—I he, mean, he's an all-star talent. He's just—he's wow. he's an all-star. Craziness. So, you know, looking at uh, West, the trans—the um, rotation was terrible. That second unit, they dropped it tonight. The second unit played like trash tonight. I know Rui. He, he added 14 points, and Rui, you know, his defense was better tonight. I, you know, I saw a lot of defensive effort from him. Uh, Jordan Goodwin before he went down with the injury. Again, the effort was there with Jordan Goodwin, but other than that, very underwhelming. I mean, you you saw a 17-point lead evaporate like it was nothing. And, you know, look, Oklahoma City, they're young and hungry, but they're no means a, a team that should do this. I mean, they did whatever they wanted. And it's just, it's just again, they're a, re, uh, a rebuilding team. I mean, they're, <laughs> their first-round draft pick is on the bench. So, I mean... I just, I, you know, those, those are two issues. You know, you know, if you look at Wes, his rotations had to get better. You know, we don't know what's going to happen to Jordan Goodwin, how severe his injury was. I mean, if you saw a replay, you know, it's, it's definitely a knee injury. If you saw how his knee went back. Mm-hmm. So, you, I mean, with him and DeLon being out, that's going to be a question mark. Who's going to run the second unit. But the West, I think both were responsible tonight for this mm-hmm. very winnable loss. Yeah, I mean, and I thought Wes, you know, learned his lesson from running an all-bench lineup like that out there. Um, he was staggering the guys because he learned that from after the three-on-one start where the bench would come in and we would lose leads. But, yeah, losing that 17-point lead, that hurt, and it gave OKC a chance. But we really could have ran away with the game and put our foot, foots on their neck. Now, I know we shot the ball really well from the three-point line. Like, they were just hot. Rolling. Bradley Bill was hitting threes. Denny hit a couple threes to start off. Zingas hit some really deep threes. Um, that were almost close to the logo. Um, so they, they were just hot from the three-point line to start off. Um, excuse me. And then I, I think in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter too, I think we settled for a couple early shot clock threes when we should have posted up Porzingis more, took our time a little bit, um, and, and try to get some better shots. But, um, yeah, the bench just didn't show up tonight. Gafford, um, you brought it up before the, before the, before we started, you know, he only got what, five minutes tonight, um, he had two points. Kisper had two points. Kisper had a couple turnovers uh, where they took the ball from him. Uh, Barton, you know, he didn't have one of his best games, five points. Rui played well. I thought Rui definitely could have got some more minutes. He had 14 points in 18 minutes, went six for eight from the field. Um, and Jordan Goodwin, he had some clutch rebounds. But, yeah, the bench just didn't pick it up tonight. And the, and the starters, they played their butts off, but the threes just started not to fall. In that third quarter, we really struggled. We only put up, nine, we only put up about 19 points in that third quarter. But SGA, yeah, he he twenty. We, we scored twenty points in the third quarter. The Thunder put up thirty-five points, and that that's where the game was was taken away by the Thunder, where they were able to really get into it and get into a rhythm. Um, SGA forty-two points. He got to the free throw line a lot tonight. There was just some some things where I did think Denny had his hands up, 
and Jordan Goodwin was guarding him too. Bradley Bill was guarding him. We we kind of switched. Rui guarded him a couple times too. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from Shea. Um, but yeah, 12 for 17 from the free throw line. He got to the free throw line a, a lot. Um, I thought you know we we definitely could have did a better job of keeping him out, out of the paint. But he's a tough cover, and we just we did try to double a little bit. And then he found some open shooters. He found Jalen Williams for open threes. Some other guys for open threes. Uh, but yeah, it was a winnable game. And I thought Brad, I thought Brad did a solid job tonight, except for the second and third quarter. I thought he was clutch. I know a lot of people were giving him, you know, a tough time saying that we're better without him. Um, and we had that four game winning streak without him, but he wasn't the problem tonight. He wasn't the reason why we lost this game. So anybody saying that he was not the reason why we lost. He was a reason. He was a big reason why we had a chance to win that game. He had some clutch baskets towards the end, of, in the clutch too. He had a couple tough step backs and, Hit some big free throws too. Yeah, anybody saying that Bradley Bill was the reason, you need to stop to stop it. <laughs> he was not the reason. He he showed out. He he had a good game tonight. Uh looking at the stats, 25 points, six rebounds, six assists. So good stat line from Brad coming back, you know, coming out of uh, protocol. KP 27 points, nine rebounds. I mean, like you said, the starting unit played well. 18 points with Kuz. Denny, 12 points, Monte 11 points. So this this starting unit showed out. It really did. Now, Monte. Clearly, it showed tonight that he's going to have issues against taller point guards. That's just, mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to have issues. SGA just Shea did whatever he wanted. You know, we're going to keep saying it, but Shea exposed this uh, this backcourt to a certain degree. You know, he really did. He shredded the backcourt. Uh, incredible. Um, look, like you said, we shot well, shot real well tonight. But again, the issues just it continues to be defense. But I mean, there's a few other things I wanted to touch base with too that could be the issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, one playing down the opponents. We have to stop that. We have to stop playing down on opponents. We really do. We look, Oklahoma city came in. They shocked us. They, they punched us in the mouth. They came in, they were hungrier. They wanted it more. You know, you, you got to play the whole game. You can't play one quarter. You got to play the whole game Uh, Two, stop with, you know, look maturity, just like kids are very often a direct result. Of the parents players are representative of their coach. Maturity is an issue with this team. Maturity. You know, we've seen a lot of maturity issues this season. Um, one play that I'm going to point out, Denny. I was going to have to play the game if we won the layup with a minute <laughs> 05 left. I mean, that was a good, you know, he drove the lane, he scored, and then he celebrates. And then and, and while he's celebrating, he, he falls into Jordan Goodwin's leg. Right. I mean, you, you're celebrating? The game ain't won yet, man. Like, right. what are you doing? You're celebrating? And so what What did they do? They drove, they drove and they scored. You can argue that's probably that's you know that's could be a play that could have cost the game right there. Stop mm-hmm. feeling yourself. Look, you you're playing down to Oklahoma City, and this is why people think we're a playing team. We're playing down to Oklahoma City. You need to kill everybody. You need to destroy everybody. You need to be trying to dismantle every single team you play. You know, you keep playing around with Detroit, they're gonna smoke you. You keep playing around Oklahoma City, they're gonna smoke you. We you know, and this is why people think we're a playing team because we're playing like a playing team. You know, we had a four-game winning streak, and that was cool. But, look, like I said, Oklahoma City came in, and they punched us in the mouth. Easy. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. before we move on, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. I wish it did. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent. Lord, I don't know. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible 
everywhere, 100% online. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a uh, therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It can't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searches for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hey. Thanksgiving for making Locked On Wizards your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights on Locked On, only, only Locked On can provide. Locked on sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So, like you know, like I said before the commercial break, um, very winnable game, very winnable yeah. game. And, and I'll chime, I'll chime in on Denny too. Yeah, you got to act like you did it before, like you've done it before. And I know you know he struggles with layups. He's gotten better over this four game winning streak with finishing around the rim. But yeah, you got to act like you done, like you've done it before. I know Wes is going to say something to to Denny because you got to get back on defense. You have to get back. The the Thunder, they're a team that likes to push the pace. They're a young team. They can run. They run. They're young. Le- they have young legs. They're athletic. SGA is athletic. Luke Dort's athletic. Jalen Williams is athletic. Uh, Wiggins is athletic. Um, the young big man, Jalen Williams, is uh, the other guy named Jalen Williams is athletic. So uh, James Earl Robinson, all those guys are looking to run. They're all young. They're all under the age of 25, 26. All these draft picks that they've used, Sam Presti, all these first round picks, they're all looking to run. I think they're a top five team in pace, too. So um, I'm not going to say Denny's the, the, that play is the reason why we lost, but it's a big factor in why we lost that game. You got to get back on defense. And when you score, you have to get back. We struggle in transition defense. That's been a problem this whole season as well. So it is frustrating to see stuff like that. Now, what I will do, I will put some respect on the Thunder's name. And I know the narrative is that they're a tanking team, but they're actually not. T- they're seven and eight. They're actually playing a lot better than what people thought. And they're one game out of the plane in the Western Conference. So they are a good team. I do think we're the better team. Of course, we didn't show it tonight. Um, but, yeah, the Thunder the Thunder are good. I got to give them their props. When you have SGA, when you have a guy like that who dominated the game, 42 points, um, seven assists, six boards, got some free throw line shots, 17 free throws, you got a chance to win the game every night. So the Thunder, they're, they're better than what people think. But, yes, we definitely should have taken advantage of this game and, and, and finished this game and won this game. When we're up seventeen, I think that's when we we sh- we really needed to take over the game. That's that's what that's how I felt. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Seventeen points up. You need to cruise. I mean, especially in the first quarter. I was, <laughs> I mean, that first quarter, like I said, it's a tale of four different quarters, really, two different halves. Mm-hmm. Because that first quarter, that that starting unit looked solid. I mean, you know, a lot of people were thinking 
over concern about how was Bradley Bill going to come in and kind of fit into this team because obviously it's better run through Kuz or KP and they, they did that. I mean, look, what was it? Eight, nine assists, Kuz tonight. I mean, Kuz was rocking early. I mean, he had eight assists before the half. So, you know, obviously it's better run through him. So Brad kind of came in to his credit. He came in, mm-hmm. he played his role of score. Mm-hmm. Three point shot was hidden. I mean, you know, he had some ISO plays, but he wouldn't hold on to the ball too long. No, I mean, nothing against Brad tonight. I mean, Brad played well. He came mm-hmm. in and he did exactly what he should have done. But this was a winnable game. The, the, the turnovers, that's discipline. That's that's coaching. You know, Wes has to stop being this stoic guy on the sideline, not saying nothing. you got to start being more vocal, man. I mean, this is just discipline. We, we're not very disciplined. You know, turnovers killed us. Turnovers alone killed us. Transition defense continues to be atrocious. And we can't guard the, the lane to save our life. I mean, SGA did. <laughs> and sounds he... And he's not, really, if you look at his game, he's not a speedster. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's just methodical with his footwork, but he's not a fast point guard. He's just, he has length and he's taller, but he's still able to muscle his way through the lane. Because there's a lot of plays where I saw that SGA was muscling his way through the lane. Monte just, especially at the end, Monte shouldn't have been out there. Mm-hmm. He should not have been out there. But um, sliding to the second unit, that's a whole nother conversation. You know, we touched on it earlier. Rui, again, continues to show up. You know, he did add 14 points on the bench. Uh, Goodwin, like I said, the effort, the energy was there. But other than that, Barton has kind of been cold lately. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah. two points. You know, you sliding from the, uh, the starting unit to the bench, two points. You know, you did have some, some you know, some question calls. And Gaff, that's that, that's the conversation I want to have right now. Gafford, you know, we were talking about him going into an extension next season. And we're playing, and we're playing homeboy five minutes. <laughs> you know that's that's questionable you know it doesn't look like he's in in you know west he's falling he's about to fall out of rotation you know because i looked at the stats it wasn't a foul thing and i know that kp was cooking so that might have been a big reason why but really there's been a few times this season where you saw that gaff didn't play a lot of minutes so you know that's the question right there then that's the question i'm gonna ask you real quick do you think that gaff is kind of playing his way out of the rotation no, um, I thought he had some good games during the four-game winning streak. I thought he contributed. I thought he finished um, around above the rim, and he's you know blocked some shots. And I thought he contributed in, in a couple of those wins. So I don't think he's playing his way out of the rotation. I, I mean, he just he didn't have one of the games where he you know he was fumbling the ball and losing the ball out of bounds. So it wasn't one of those games. Um, I, I guess West just wanted to go small out there. Uh, Gaff only had six minutes, like you said, no fouls. He shot the ball one time and made the shot. Um, I mean, there was one time where he, he kind of fumbled the ball in the first half. Jordan Goodwin was kind of fumbling the ball, too, and then he passed it to Gafford, and Gafford fumbled out of bounds. Monte Morris had a had a uh, play where he fumbled the ball out of bounds, too, in the fourth quarter. That hurt. But I will give props to Monte. Monte, he took a charge where they challenged it. That was success- that was an unsuccessful challenge. That was a huge charge by Monte. He did have a big steal, and he did have, hit a big three in transition. So this was one of Monte's better games. But like you said, we both said he definitely shouldn't have been out there to finish the game. So West just has to be better – having better rotations there and awareness of the situation and feel of the game. But yeah, Gafford, it's just questionable. It's just been an inconsistent year for him. And I do think, I do think some of that is point guard play. We just don't have a point guard that can really get him lobs and easy baskets where he's been the most effective. So, I mean, he, he didn't have a, he only played six minutes. So it's just hard to say anything of what he did tonight, but I do think they're going to need him, especially with Porzingis. You know, you kind of want to, 
not play him too much. They're not low managing Porzingis, but you you don't want Porzingis playing 45, 40 minutes a night. You want to give him a break. Um, so they need a backup center. They need a backup for Porzingis. They need Gafford out there. They need a rim protector. They need a rim runner. They need a guy that can rebound and block shots. So Gafford's definitely needed. The contract, that is, you know, it's in question, but, you know, something that the Wizards are just going to have to deal with in the future. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it, it was mysterious tonight with, with Daniel Gafford. Yeah, I I, I got to say, man, the minutes he's been playing, I think, is a sign. I think that, like you said, he is a lob threat. Who He can defend, but there's been times, you know, this season where, you know, bigger bigs have pretty much pushed him around. You know, what? You know, we, we say it all the time, man. Um, the NBA is a perimeter-centric league now. You know, if you can't shoot from behind the arc, especially at the five now, you know, it's your dinosaur. You know, so I don't know with that contract. You know, this is, I, if I was a betting man, which I am, but I can't bet on this. But <laughs> <laughs> if I'm, you know, if I'm a bet on it, they're, they're trying to they're shopping them because with that contract, do, do, I mean, do you personally feel like he's earned that? Do, I mean, do you feel comfortable going into next season with Gaffin under contract? I don't. I, I'm I'm just not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, not if you're gonna if you're not gonna have a point guard that can give him the ball and lobs, then then yeah, you're not maximizing his potential and maximizing his game. I mean, obviously he was at his best when Russ was here, so he needs a point guard that can get. Even last year when Ish Smith was here, when he was getting lobs, that's what he needs because he's not gonna he's he's not scoring out of the post. Like you said, he doesn't even really shoot mid range jumpers. Um, you know, he's he's a lob guy. He's a rim runner. That's what he is. And we don't have point guards right now. Jordan Goodwin can do it from time to time. Uh, Monte Morris just hasn't been able to do it. Um, you know, Kuz can get to the rim and throw lobs. He threw a lob to Porzingis, but you know, and we're we're gonna talk about this in the mailback because somebody asked about that. Um, so we're definitely gonna talk about tomorrow that tomorrow more in depth about Gaff. But um, you know, he, he had a double double against the Mavs. I'm looking at his game log, he had 11 and 10 against the Mavs. Um, so that was a big part of our uh, four game win streak. But yes, the the minutes have been 14 against Utah, 17 against Memphis, and six tonight. So um, he's not getting a lot of minutes this year. And when Porzingis is dominating, yes, you do have to give Porzingis the bulk of the minutes. And uh, Wes is just not playing KP and Gaff together. So it's either one or the other right now. Yeah, I see that. But I think that's, I mean, that's just my problem with Gaff. I I like Gaff. I really do. You know, I've I've said many times I like the acquisition from Chicago, but he's, he he, he tends to be one dimensional. You know, if Lobb's the only repertoire you have offensively in this game, now in the NBA, just, is that enough? You know, if you look at KP, he's, you know, there's a reason they call him the unicorn. He can do it all. He can do it all. He can shoot mid-range, three-point. You know, he can't put the ball on the floor and, and and make plays for himself. You know, he's just, he's a unicorn. You know, with Gaff, he's very limited. You know, you know, you want a guy who can be multidimensional, a guy who can play with anybody. You know, just, I I, I think this is a sign with Gaff. You, you've seen, and I, I, like I said, I like his game. I think he is an integral part of this team, but this season is very, very pivotal when it comes to contracts because we've got a lot of guys who are on expiring contracts. And you can very well see a lot of guys flip-flop here and there. So I think right now a lot of people are playing for jobs, especially Monte. Because I think with his contract, I think he, I think eventually we do get a starting point guard and I see him going back to the bench. But it's just there's a lot of question marks. Because like mm-hmm. I said, this this starting unit performed well, but this bench is just very underwhelming, no – no energy. 
it just is, is a lot of maturity issues. It goes back to West. West has to really solidify himself in his head coaching position. You know, it's second year, man. You know, you really have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to make your presence felt. He's way too passive. He's, he's you know, he's not saying much. You know, you like to see your star guys take leadership roles, but it all starts with the coach. It all starts with the coach. You know, if, if you're if you're not saying anything, your players are, the players are running the locker room. And it's just what it is. You know, he's got to be more vocal. Maturity's an issue. You know, it's, I like Denny. Look, I, I know his fans going to let me have it. But I like Denny. Great player. But he, there's been there's been maturity issues. And you see this with a lot of guys, especially coming from FIBA. You know, you go from a league where you're dominant and you're the best player on the court to the NBA where, look, most guys on the court are, are really, really good. You know, it's, it's a clear different competition. And I think that he kind of – you know, he learned that a little bit. He came from FIBA and he's in, you know, he came over to, you know, to this season and it's just, you get, it's a maturity thing. He, I'm not going to say that play lost a game, but, you know, you can look at it at many different angles. It didn't help. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a roller coaster ride with Denny. I think offensively through the four game winning streak, he definitely improved for sure. Um, his defense has been consistent, he's been solid defensively. Uh, he hit four threes tonight, so I was impressed with that. But yeah, just had has a place, and that, he did make a big play too, where he got a stop on SGA, where he got the jump ball, and he won the jump ball, he won the tip ball, so he made some game winning plays. But that little things like that, you you got to clean up. But we'll we'll talk more and, and get into the comments. Um, but before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. Uh, Sweat Block is super super clutch. I remember one time I went to a wedding. You know, I was turning up, dancing, having a good time. But, of course, you know, my shirt, it looked like a puddle in the armpits. You know, I used regular deodorant. But the next time I used Sweat Block, the next time I went to a wedding, and I didn't have that problem. So shout out to Sweat Block for that. Uh, one customer review, Christopher, he wore a sweater every day to school, even in the hot Texas summers, to try and hide his sweat. He can now wear any shirt without sweating thanks to Sweat Block. Sweat Block whites were invented by a doctor, and they're guaranteed to work or you don't pay. They call it the sweat block dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block risk-free today. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right. Uh, so, I mean, like you said about bringing people back, you know, Wes, um, it's a big year for him. The honeymoon is over. So he has to make the better decisions with the rotations and 
once again, like I said, he said it himself. You, you just can't have Monte. I know Monte's his guy with Denver. They have a great relationship, but you got to give you got to go with the best matchups. You just have to. Uh, you got to put either Rui out there or somebody else with some length, um, some height and wingspan on these guys. SGA is what six four, six five. Dort is six five. Um, who else do they have out there? James Earl Robinson. All these guys are six five. Jalen Williams. I think he was in there at the at the end of the game. He's six seven, six eight, six nine. So. The game is different now. There's guys who are six eight, six nine playing at the guard spot, playing at the point guard spot, wings that can shoot and get to the basket. So that that was just a blunder by West and a blooper by him. And he he's got to clean that up. I, I think he will improve. Um, he's still learning. Uh, but yeah, he he just had in the inbounds plays, he has to get better with that. Um, inbounds plays are a problem. Like I said, they were a problem last year. There was a couple five second violations that we had. And then I, I don't know if you do want Denny in there throwing a ball in on the in, on the inbounds pass. And you got a guy in seven who's seven for three in Porzingis. You don't you don't try to draw up a lob or something like that, a backdoor lob. Um, just 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 questionable decisions down the stretch. And then the players aren't innocent too. Like you said, the turnovers, settling for threes. Porzingis missed some big free throws down the stretch too. He was seven for nine from the free throw line, and the two free throws that he misses. Um, or, or he was, he was, um, Porzingis was five for six from the free throw line. I could have sworn he missed two. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Grizzlies game. Cause I was looking at the stats, uh, for Gaff in the past couple games, but Porzingis, he was seven for nine from the free throw line. And the two free throws that he misses were some big free throws that we needed down the stretch. Um, and then Kuzma, he's got to clean up the carrying. They called him, they called carries on him throughout the game and some travels. So he has to work on it. And also Denny, he had a wide open three one at one point. He he traveled. They called a travel on him. Um when he he had a wide open three, you just gotta shoot it. You know, you gotta shoot you hurt the team by not shooting threes. Um so and Kuzma had seven turnovers tonight, so he's got to clean that. I know he had nine assists, but he had seven turnovers as well as well. So he's got to clean that up. He did have a double double 18 and 10, uh, but he he's just gotta clean that up. So um we'll get to the one a couple, we'll probably read five comments and then wrap it up here. Um, Pink difference says sold by the refs. This league is totally fixed. Um, I'm not going to blame it on the refs, but they definitely had a kind whistle for SGA for sure. Um, anytime he was touched, they definitely were ready to blow the whistle. Um, SGA is a great player. I'm not going to take anything away from him. And, you know, when you're a star, you get those calls. You know, he's starting to become a star. He's, he's starting to get recognized in this league, and, and refs are really giving him respect for sure. Yeah, they gave him a whole lot of respect tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime you even breathed on him, it was a foul. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame the the refs. It was, it was, mm. it was winnable. It's just, you know, right. Um, next, co- uh, next comment is by Phil Wilson, and then Brandon. If you have any comments you want to bring up, definitely bring them up. Yes, uh, he says West lost his game. All bench lineup and Monte Morris on SGA with the game on the line is inexcusable. The Wizards won't fire him, so get him a quality ex- assistant. Ideally, an ex head coach that can guide him. Uh, Brandon, what's your thoughts on that comment? Well, I mean, it's not too far off. You know, his his rotations, you know, alone didn't lose the game, but they just they weren't good. You know, a lot of questionable decisions by him. He's got to he's got to up his game. And you know, I said it before. He's got to be more vocal at, at the head coach. He's got to be more vocal. He can't be, you know, have the stoic look to him on the on the sidelines. He's got to start digging into some of these players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the all bench lineup. He, he, you got to stagger the starters in there. That's an excuse for to lose a seventeen point lead like that. And we, they put he put the starters back in, and guess what? We went up by ten points. Um, so that, that just shows you what the rotations should really, really be. Uh, let's see, Jameer Wallace. 
This isn't Monte's fault, but he should not be guarding SGA at the end of the game. Completely agree. He was just <laughs> Monte should not <laughs> be guarding SGA because it's just a hide alone. Just SGA is just and that you know that was one of the concerns me and you both had mm-hmm. going into the season was Monte. How does he respond playing taller guards? It showed tonight. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Andy Man says Shea is nice. I really thought the Bill step back sealed it. Shot just outclutched him. Also, the final inbound was terrible. Yeah, that was a big shot by Bill, man. A step back on Lou Dort. Lou Dort is a heck of a defender. He makes it really tough to score. And, and Brad made some tough shots. And I got to give him his credit. He got to the free throw line. He made some tough step backs. And he played within the offense. He didn't force a lot of shots. Um, of course, you know, he had some isolation buckets, but that's just what they needed. Five for five from the free throw line. So six assists. And he only had. You only had one turnover, and tonight they we didn't see a lot of point Bradley Bill. That's what I love. That's what I love from West. So I'll give West credit from on that. Um, running the offense through Kuz, running the offense through Porzingis. I thought they didn't try to force it to Bill, and Bill kind of fit in where he could get in, and that's why they did so well in that first quarter because they were just moving the ball, man. They, I know they got a lot of assists tonight. Um, Brandon, I think you already brought up the assists. They had 32 assists. I mean, you look at the numbers, and it's like 32 assists. You shoot that high from the three. You just look at the box score, you're like, oh, yeah, they won this game. But, you know, you watch the game, obviously, and see they made some losing plays at the end of the game, you know, the inbounds pass and just the defensive calls by Wes. And that's just how you lose ball games. So I, I thought Bradley Bill came in and, and played a good game. Bradley Bill played a great game. Coming back from protocol, you know, his 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 rhythm was on point. His mm-hmm. shot was on point. 25 points, you know, not playing, what was it, five games? He came in and – we said, I'm telling you, we said the episode before, we said the best case scenario for this offense going forward is running it through Kuz and Brad coming in and just being that score. He did that. He did that. He came in and he was that score. So that's what that's what I want to see with this offense going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Rationale said, why didn't they double SGA at the end? Um, they did double one time, then he found an open shooter. Andy Man says, where was Bill in the second or third quarter? That is true. Yeah, he, he yeah. wasn't anywhere to be found in the second, third quarter. So we do need him to play a complete game. Where Shea played a complete game, we need Brad to play a complete game. So that is that is a question. That's that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, Michael Corpus, and then you can pick the next one, Brandon. That will probably be the last one for tonight. Yes, we just want to thank you guys for coming in. Make sure you guys hit that like button as well. Uh, Michael Corpus says Denny should be in the shack to the full nomination. Him flexing after time in the game with a layup, but failed to get back on defense. And then OKC making a transition layup. It wasn't a layup; it was a dunk. Um, but regardless, <laughs> two points is two points. But yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to blame the game on one play. But yeah, he's that's something they're going to look at the film and just say, "Hey, you got to get back up as quick as possible." I want you to get back up and sprint like your life is depending on it to get back on defense. Yeah, again, it's not all on Denny. It was a young mistake. You know, he was – and it's crazy because, like I said, if we would have won the game, that would have been to play the game, that, that drive to the lane for Denny because <laughs> it was a good drive. That's what you wanted to see from Denny. Mm-hmm. So it was a great play. His confidence I'll, – I'll say this. His jump shot is is getting better. His jumper is getting better. You know, you're seeing improvement. It's starting to come to fruitation. Uh, you're seeing him drive a lot more. The confidence is coming. So, no, I – while I am hard on him this episode, <laughs> I, I'm very intrigued to see how he evolves within the next 10 to 15 games because I do see him playing better. He's he's evolving this season. So, right. And then, um, yeah, you can pick the last one. Oh, gotcha. Got right here. Tom Travel. Sound like an 80s rock band. 
Um, they should put KP and Gafford together, make it more difficult for our opponents to play. Well, that was a lineup we talked about, but I'll say this. While I would like to see them in taller lineups, Gaff's got to add some pounds. He's got to add about five to 10 pounds of muscle in the offseason because very often than not, a lot of bigs shove him around. And you, if we go against Cleveland, can you see Gafford going with Jared, Jared Allen? I don't know. Jared Allen's a beast. So I think going forward, if, if, uh, if he's here long-term, he needs to add some muscle, but I, you know, but again, I'm very intrigued to see KP and Gafford play together. I think a taller lineup, especially if you put Coos at the three, that could be a productive lineup. Yeah, um, I, I wanted to see a little bit more of Denny Rue and Coos out there together. I thought they did a good job while Bill while Bill was out. Um, but yeah, I do want to see KP and Gaff play together. I know it could be tough defensively because I know the Thunder is a small team, but sometimes you got to impose your will. I, I didn't think there was anybody out there that could really guard. Uh, Porzingis out there in the post, and Porzingis was dominating. I thought they should have gave him some more post touches tonight too. Um, so yeah, that's something that Wes has to look at and and and, and try to try you know try that lineup as well. You got to try it at least once. Absolutely. But let's see. Uh, you got one more. Um, let's see here. Uh this is not on Diddy. So I said, Wes is Wes is a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> this Omer says Denny held SJ to twelve points in the first half. Ref game from everything is like, a, yeah. So I mean, we'll, we'll we'll just pick it up tomorrow. It, it's a tough loss. I thought they played hard, but they just got to finish ball game. So we'll wrap it up right here. We just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now for your second listen. Check out Locked On Sports today, where they talk about the NBA and other sports all day on YouTube or wherever you get a podcast as well. All right. Thank you guys. I just want to make sure you guys subscribe and to Locked On Wizards. We're almost at 3K subscribers. Um, so make sure you guys check us out and hopefully we can get back in the win column tomorrow. We're going to do a mailbag episode and pick up where we left off. If you do have any more mailbag questions, you definitely can comment below. Uh, on the video. Thank you guys for watching. Hell to the Wizards and hell to the Commanders. Big win on Monday night. All right, you guys. Peace. <laughs> hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.